Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1 with It's For Women, the car insurance with extra benefits like personal accident cover. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Now, in the midst of the pandemic, when nursing homes and care homes were in lockdown and residents could see no visitors, my next guest brought a little sunshine into the lives of many. COVID care concerts were established in May 2020 by cellist Geraldine Peregrine, and to date the project has delivered over a thousand outdoor concerts in the grounds of care homes and hospitals in 21 counties. Well, June the 15th next, we'll see a gala concert in the National Concert Hall celebrating the concerts and frontline workers. And to tell us more, I'm joined now by Gerald Peregrine, by Neve Kavna, who's performed at a number of the concerts, and by Dr. Denise Rogers, who's the senior clinical psychologist with the HSE. Good morning to you all. Good morning. Good morning, Miriam. Listen, let's start with a bit of music. Neve, accompanied by Brian Connor here on the piano, you're going to sing for us Moon River. That's a beautiful version of that song. I bet you that went down a treat whenever you performed it, was it? Oh, yes. I mean, to be honest with you, any of the classics really go down well because, you know, we all respond to them in our own way because we go into the place and, you know, you do, you're not sure what kind of age group you're going to go in because it's usually varied. And also for us, it's wonderful to go back and revisit these standards. I definitely was born in the wrong era, so <laughs> I'm living my best life doing this. I love all those songs. And Gerald, although restrictions look, they've been lifted and families are allowed to visit residents in care homes and nursing homes all over the country again. But you're continuing with the concerts, aren't you? How have they been going and why are you continuing with them? Yes, thank you, Miriam, for having us back. And I think we've done nearly 1,200 concerts now in 21 counties, so still a few counties to reach. Mm -hmm. But what's been interesting over the last few months is we're reaching new audiences, for example, daycare centres. We've played at a couple of the Ukrainian accommodation centres and we've discovered some amazing musicians there who've come up on stage with us, which is lovely. Uh, The reason we want to continue this project is because it's all about equality of access. At the end of the day, If you're in a nursing home in rural Ireland and you may have certain health problems or you just have nobody to bring you anywhere or you don't have access to the arts, I think it's really lovely that we, the state, can bring someone like Neve Kavanagh to your doorstep. And it's just it's it's a little gift to give people a bit of hope and a bit of positivity in what can be a difficult existence. I'll give you an example. We were with Jerry Fish, the wonderful Jerry Fish in Mayo a couple of weeks ago and we were setting up and the young nurse there said, oh my goodness, you look just like that singer off the telly, Jerry Fish. He's my absolute favourite, but of course you wouldn't be here. Why would you be in my nursing home? And he didn't say anything. He just kept it to himself. And then when I announced, and our singer today is Jerry Fish, she jumped out of her chair like a rocket. <laughs> she was so excited. She couldn't understand why Jerry Fish was singing in her nursing home. But why not? These are people who've had tough lives. They've had 
They've paid their taxes their whole life. They've contributed to society. My goal with this is to nationalise it. And we've had great support from Creative Ireland, Catherine Martin and the Department of Arts. And we've got another 500 concerts coming up this year. And my goal would be out of this pandemic to create something positive and a post-pandemic legacy where we can bring musicians a couple of times a year to nursing homes all around the country and just bring that bit of joy we were in one daycare centre and uh, that's a whole other population that were kind of forgotten about, you know, elderly who, people. Like who would be in the daycare centre? So we were in rural Wexford, actually, and this would be maybe rural people. So we had quite a lot of farmers and uh, widowers, people in their 80s. And there was a lady there. She'd been living on her own for the past six months. And prior to that, her husband had passed, unfortunately. And she was loving the concert with Anthony Kearns. And she was just full of the joy of life. And I went down to speak to her after. Afterwards, and she grabbed my hand. She said, Do you know, I came here this morning, my first visit in two years. I've been so isolated. My heart was in my boots, but she said, now I'm wearing it like a crown. And I just thought mm. that sums up the spirit of what a simple gift of music can do in a visit. So she's already looking forward to our next visit, which will be in a few weeks. So, And Denise, as a clinical psychologist, have you seen the benefits of this? Absolutely, Miriam. It's so just as Gerald is speaking about now, but um, in one of the day centres in Wexford, a colleague of mine rang me and said, Denise, you know, the lads are are down around again, are they? And it was something from the start that I had really hoped something like this could be taken for granted. And uh, so when when my uh, my colleague rang me and I said, yes, yes, they are. So we've made it now in Wexford. It's been taken for granted, the lads. And um, he said, you know, there was a gentleman I called to see today and he had an awful lot of difficulty. He He was really struggling. I've been calling to see him quite regularly. A lot of family difficulties, you know, long, long and enduring mental health um, difficulties. And he said, you know, these um, musicians were in the day centre today and I close my eyes and it's the first time I felt relief in such a long time. And there's so many stories like that, Maureen, of Mm -hmm. people that have been in. You know, whether they're in day centres, whether in long term residences um, or in acute mental health units. And you can actually see in that moment the calm, the relief, the serenity that washes over the place, you know, for, for you know, people that are attending services and, and also for staff. And one of the staff members in the unit, um, there was a beautiful concert and one of the nurse managers came to me after and said, you know, Denise, the only way that I can describe the unit after the concert was it was like Christmas Eve. It was just such a beautiful atmosphere and everybody was just in a very different place to they were that morning. So it's just it's a wonderful thing to see. And I suppose it's not, you know, dependent on place. It's not dependent on the constellation of musicians that come. It's the way in which the project is delivered. And, you know, Gerald and, and Neve and all the amazing people that, that come with the COVID care concerts, they, they don't go in to see patients. They don't go in to see residents. They go in to meet people. And people respond, obviously, to that, as we all would. Um, so it's something really, really special. I'll be honest with you, I go into those venues and it reminds me growing up. I'm not saying that my like it was like a care home in my house, but basically we had such a, you know, a broad range of people who used to come into our house to visit and wherever two or more were gathered, we would sing. 
you know, and it was like, I suppose, a party singing, how she might call it. And everybody had their song. So you go in and you sing and you share the music with people. And you obviously people have songs that they like better than others. I mean, I'm inclined to create a bit of anarchy because I'm a bit cheeky on it. <laughs> but I just love the fact that they go in. I mean, recently we were playing and um, this woman was dancing the entire way through. She wasn't for sitting down at all, even for the slow ones. And uh, we discovered after she's 104 and she was living. <laughs> her best life like uh, so for me actually music is such an essential part of, of our life when uh, Gerald asked me to do it I was like all over it like a rash because it was so beautiful to go in and share music the same way as I did growing up and it's such a gift it's such a gift to be able to give it and to receive it because they sing and sometimes mm. the shows you tell you to go home, you know, if you're too loud. But uh, I, I, that, <laughs> I, I've experienced that before on gigs, so it's not, it's not <laughs> an unusual thing. <laughs> but it's very joyful. And Gerald has a great sense of humour and I'm very good at doing what he tells me. So it's always good. <laughs> Are you conscious though, Gerald uh, and Niamh, you can answer this first, mm-hmm. Gerald, when you go in, I suppose, to these care centres or you mentioned, Denise, some of them are mental health care centres mm-hmm. or places where people live that people could be very vulnerable. And are you very sensitive, I suppose, to, to what's going on within their own lives? Absolutely. So I've been asked this question before, um, you know, about protocol and how you approach people. The only way you can learn is by experiencing something and having done these concerts and figured out a way to deliver them, we feel like we've learnt how to handle each and every situation. And that is an invaluable experience as a performer because every time you step on stage, be it in the National Concert Hall or on Grafton Street or wherever you're performing, you're judging the room and you're trying to suit your uh, performance and approach to match that. And we feel extremely privileged. We've met such a wide variety of people from across society I mean I think it's over 120,000 people we've played to now and you know I think it's it's just such a wonderful opportunity for musicians everybody that I've asked has said yes I've been so fortunate to have such incredible talent come on board I think it's because we get something a little extra out of it that you might not get in the concert halls or in the big venues because Mm. it's up close it's immediate it's personal Mm. and it's healing you can feel yourself after the concert feeling like you've made a connection and you can feel the great thing about when a piece of music is playing is we're all equal in that moment which is just lovely and of course Denise Dr Rogers as a senior clinical psychologist with the HSE I mean you became involved I know through Creative Ireland and Mortwood but you've now been very anxious to keep these concerts going even post-Covid is that because you are aware of the great benefits absolutely Excuse me, Miriam. It was wonderful to be part of the, the pilot in Waterford with Gerald and to actually see the effects. And it was quite profound. And I suppose now seeing them roll out, see more and more people benefit to see such energy being built up around the concerts. COVID brought so much negativity to so many people, but there were so many opportunities that were born from it. So I think this really highlights the participation gap, you know, for people with mental health difficulties, for the older adult population and the need to really really look at that and see what can we do about that so it was a wonderful solution that came to for a problem that really only was really highlighted really by the fact that covid shone a light on those that were 
we're, we're most vulnerable within that. So tell me about the special gala concert, Gerald, before we go. It's going to take place in the National Concert Hall on June the 15th. That's right. So I wanted to put on a concert to celebrate the work we've done to date and all the incredible artists. Too many to read out. If you go on the NCH website, tickets are already on sale or careconcerts.com is our website. You can have a look on there. But it's going to be a fantastic gala. It's just going to be lovely. So we're going to be telling the story through music uh, in a chronological order, but we're going to be using all the hundreds of images from around the country to tell that story. And um, we're just hoping we've also invited a lot of frontline workers and healthcare workers along uh, to celebrate their contribution over the last two years. And it's really about building momentum and awareness. You know, nothing like this exists anywhere else in the world. This is a uniquely Irish project and I think it speaks very strongly to our sense of community and spirit so hopefully this is a catalyst to keep us going long into the future. And I know you're going to continue your concerts through 2022 along with Neve and all the others and you're going to be in Wexford Tiberi, Cork City, Dublin. Neve, you're going to sing for us before we go. Yes I'm going to do a real classic from Top Hat. Now this is like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers did this song right it's called Cheek to Cheek but I'll not be doing the dancing. <laughs> Well, look, Denise, Neil, Gerald, thanks so much for all coming in to chat to us this morning. And off you go, Neil. Thank you.